Right now, the current health crisis is evidence of the need for accurate data on our population. It's frankly about power. Power is allocated by our federal government through the census. I say democracy only works when we show up to the table and we make sure that we are counted. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Vitalist Spark podcast. I'm your host, John Ford. We'll be back in about a week with another COVID-19 roundtable discussion. But guess what? Even with COVID-19 taking center stage, we still need to act now on the 2020 census. It only happens once every 10 years. And as you are about to hear, Arizonans were undercounted in 2010. This time, we've got to get it right. Every person correctly counted means increased opportunities to help ensure the health and well-being of all Arizonans. Now, the census is already underway, and a mailing should have reached your household by now. Just last week, in fact, April 1 was U.S. Census Day. Yes, it's true. Someone, somehow, thought it was a good idea to make April Fool's Day into Census Day. When we figure out who did that, we'll let you know, because the census is far too important to prank about. That's why, in this episode, we're sharing a conversation with two great people on the front lines of 2020 census efforts. They'll update you on the ongoing work in a COVID-19 context and much, much more. So let's get to it. It's time to talk about what we can do together to accomplish a 100% complete census count in Arizona. Today, we've got two fabulous people in the room. David Martinez to my left, Director of Capacity Building and Community Engagement at Vitalist. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. And to my right, Ana Karina Rodriguez, the Arizona Regional Census Campaign Manager for Naleo, the National Association of Latino Elected Officials Education Fund. Ana Karina, how are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Seriously, why is April 1st Census Day? Um, it's just an overall day. Like, hey, this no is the day now. that we want to make <laughs> know nationally that this is the day we need to be counted. But seriously, I don't know. You know, it's going to really confuse folks. We're going to have April Fool's jokes on social media. And then we're going to be telling everybody it's National Census Day. So who knows? It's the craziest <laughs> It's be really thing. interesting. So Census 2020, when did the work start? For, for this year? For this year? Yep. The efforts to organize around the census started last year, I believe. We began to engage with different partners in the community that we knew were organizing people and organizations around census to ensure that hard-to-count communities were counted accurately here in Arizona. We've made great partnerships with folks like Naleo and One Arizona and began that collective impact probably last summer. Ana Karina, when did your work on the census start? It actually started less than a month ago with Naleo Education Fund. I started as their Arizona Regional Census Campaign Manager early February, and it's been nonstop since. So definitely started really embedded in the census work, really learning from organizations like Vitalist, organizers that's been in the community ensuring that folks are being counted and seeing how we can continue to uplift their work and be a support in the community. Also worked with Mi Familia Vota prior to that and, and did some census outreach with them as well. So it's definitely been an ongoing process in the community, ensuring that folks know the importance of filling out the census. Ana Karina, this might be like the most obvious question ever, but why is Naleo interested in making sure we get a complete count in the census? Yes, definitely. Our campaign is focused specifically on the accurate count of Latino community across the nation. 
also children between the ages of zero and five. We had a big undercount of Latino children in 2010, specifically in Maricopa County. We had 27,000 children who were left undercounted in Maricopa County in 2010. And so Naleo has been specifically working on ensuring an accurate and fair count for Latino community and has also been working with allies uh, to ensure a fair and accurate count for all populations. How and why did that undercount happen in 2010 and what are you doing this time around? There's a lot of obstacles that we saw back in 2010 for us here in Arizona specifically. Our community was under attack when laws like SB 1070 were enacted. I think that that fear mongering and that fear tactic really took away the community's attention, rightfully so, to advocate against this bill. I've heard it from other movement organizers who didn't fill out the census in 2010 because we were so concerned about ensuring the rights for every Latino person and every person of color in Arizona who is going to be discriminated under SB 1070. David. This is the Vitalist Spark, a health podcast. Why are we talking about the census? Especially connected to what Anna Karina was saying about the undercount of children, we see an inexplicable connection between how residents are counted in the census and the resources and representation that come from the federal government based on those numbers. So we want to ensure that Arizona is receiving its fair share of resources and representation at the federal level. And if you look at all of the federal programs that are allocated, the resources are allocated through the census count, most of the top 10 are health connected. Medicaid is the number one federal program whose funds are distributed based on census count. You can also look at things like the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program or SNAP or the Food Stamp Program. A lot of health connected federal programs are determined based on the count of the census. So it is so important for organizations like Vitalist Health Foundation to play a role in ensuring that Arizonans are counted in the census because the resources that come from the federal government are determined by the census. Naleo is one of the partners that you work with. Can you talk about the entire coalition of partners? Yeah, Vitalist is really proud to partner with not only Naleo here in Arizona, but with a great collaborative organization called One Arizona, which is a roundtable of grassroots community organizations that have really been working for probably more than a decade, building relationships with communities throughout Arizona, especially communities of color. We know that we have a large Latino population in Arizona that are often undercounted in the census. So it was a no-brainer for Vitalist to partner with one Arizona and Naleo to ensure that those communities were being counted in the census. Uh, we also have great partnerships with the other philanthropic sector here in Arizona. We are really active with the governor's complete count committee, organizing around the census and specifically trying to mobilize additional funders to invest in local organizations that are ensuring a fair count of Arizonans. So we have done a lot of work and we continue to partner with cities, counties, the state, as I mentioned, to ensure that there's really no undercount of any hard-to-count community here in Arizona. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. Even though you guys are the experts, I'm going to try to get this right. First mailings went out the week of March 12th. It is currently March 30th, which that makes it census day eve eve. (laughs) How are we doing so far? So far, we're doing really well. Nationwide, about a third of households that have received their postcard in the mail with the online link to complete the census have completed the count. As of 
Today, March 30th, about 32% of Arizonans. If we look at the 2010 rate, it was just above 60%. So we're close. We're just over half of the response from 2010. So we're on a good track. We know that as we celebrate April 1st, Census Day, we'll continue to really promote the census and ensure that all Arizonans check their mail, complete the census. It's live now. You can do so via online or mail or phone call. So you could do it in the safety of your home. And even though the census is evolving because of the COVID-19 impact, the census is still going on and folks can complete the census, ensure them and their families are counted in their household live now. We're going to get to COVID-19 in a second, but Ana Karina, I have a question for you. David talked in general about the big numbers, right? So we're on track in an overall way. Is there a sense of whether we're on track in terms of hard to count communities? Is there some information there at this time or is it too soon for that? There's definitely information that you can find as David, David mentioned. The Census Bureau website does have really awesome map of the self-response rate. And you can actually go in there and look at them at the specific communities like uh, rural Arizona. I don't specifically have that exact number for you, but I do know that with COVID-19 and the shifts um, that the Census Bureau is going to be making as far as their timeline goes and the adjustments that they've made, that rural Arizonans are going to really use self-response and use this self-response phase to ensure that they get counted. And I believe that organizations are really going to ensure that our rural Arizonans are going to be counted during this time. There's lots of work that's going on this week. There'll be a training from Naleo that we'll be doing specifically for rural Arizonans. I'll be joined by One Arizona Organizations, Chispa Arizona, and Rural Arizona Engagement or RACE. We're going to be talking about how we're going to reach out to these hard-to-count communities, specifically with the adjustments of the Census Bureau operations due to COVID-19. Let's get that on the table because yeah. we haven't talked about that yet. What are the adjustments that are being made because of COVID-19? Well, it's evolving uh, day by day, as we know, as we get guidelines from CDC and the various governmental levels. What we know as of today, March 30th, the self-response phase has been extended from July 31st to August 14th. So any resident in the country has now until August 14th to go on to the census website, 2020census.gov, and complete the census for their household. Uh, you have the ability to go onto the website now and complete the census and have it be done with. It should take you five to 10 minutes at most, of course, depending on how large your household is. But I received my letter in the mail about two weeks ago, went onto the website and completed my census for my household within five minutes. So it's a really easy process. The self-response phase is live right now. Anybody can go online complete the census via mail or call in. What's important about the call in as well is the census actually has live callers in 12 or 13 different languages. So even if English isn't your primary language, there are other languages where you receive a live caller to answer your call and to help you complete the census. That's the deal, right? I mean, and by the way, I was robbed. My wife did it before I got a chance to. So I don't know how hard or how easy it was, but it sounds like it was pretty easy. Nine questions. Nine questions. I can handle that. And if you don't have access to the internet, 
most people have access to some telephonic communication and they can call. That information is also on census2020.gov, azcensus2020.gov, and also on the mailing that comes to each household. Correct. Are there communities out there that even then don't have access to respond? And if so, given what's happened with COVID-19, what do we do there? Yeah, there are a lot of efforts to ensure that especially hard-to-count communities are counted by the census. So there are enumerators, basically folks that are in the field canvassing neighborhoods or how folks are organizing in different populations to ensure that they are counted. They are treated differently when we talk about counting them for census. A perfect example of this are folks on tribal lands throughout the country. There's a special enumeration collaboration that the census has with each tribe to ensure that their representatives are counted. Alaska is actually the first state that begins counting for the census just because of the remote tribal communities in Alaska. And then we have partnerships here with all of the tribes to ensure that their communities are counted. So as we track the response rates in Arizona, you will see a lower response rate in counties like Apache County or Navajo County, where the Navajo Nation is. It's because their census outreach is different than normal. It's They do not get a mailing. They actually work with enumerators who are collaborating with their tribal governments. What's important about that is those field operations have been paused by the census. So the response rate has been lower, but there's now collaborations happening between the census and the tribal government to ensure that tribal members are counted accurately and are engaged in the process. There's also similar census efforts that are separate, but to ensure an accurate count with folks living in group quarters, like domestic violence shelters and homeless shelters, university dorms and residence halls. Those efforts have been halted as well because they were out in the field and CDC guidelines is what the census is following now. But our census staff that's on the ground here in Arizona are working really collaboratively with our universities, community colleges, domestic violence, and and homeless shelters. So we feel confident that because we have such great relationships here with our folks on the ground and the census, we'll be able to make sure that every resident of Arizona is counted. Plan A pretty much went out the door, but Plan B sounds pretty strong. I would say Plan A is alive and strong. This is the first census that has been done completely online. So I hope that people know that even though we are experiencing some pretty unique times with the COVID-19 virus, the census is going on. They can easily go online, complete the census. If they don't have access to internet, you can call the census or you can mail it in still. So the census is live and you can complete it easily. There are certain things that have had to change with the field operation especially But because of the great partnerships that we have with Census and folks really knowing how important it is that everybody in this country is counted, the Plan B is pretty strong. I will add, too, just to really hit home how important the Census is for not only the health of Arizonans and communities, but for us all as a state is it's estimated that about $3,000 per Arizonan comes to the state through the Census. When you receive your census and you look at only counting your adults, say, in the house and not your children, especially your kids zero to five, which we see in undercount typically, that's 3000 less dollars that's coming into the state of Arizona that benefits our entire community through access to health insurance, access to food, and other really critical health programs. Ana Karina, you mentioned the census count maps. Would you actually advocate for people like going on there and checking out how their neighborhood's doing and then like talking to their neighbors about it? Is that something you guys would recommend? I mean, it's definitely very fun and 
party <laughs> thing to do, right? <laughs> Definitely really fun to go in and look at your different counties and see how everybody's response rate is going. I myself am challenging our partners from different counties, you know, let's see who can get to 100% self-response first. Just kind of like finding um, fun and creative ways to ensure that folks are seeing the census as something that can really benefit our community. Self-responding to the census is the easiest way to make sure residents are counted amid the COVID-19 situation. And self-response is quick and easy. Just as David said, it can be done online. It can be done by phone. There's actually two phone numbers that you can call as the English hotline number is 844-330-2020. And the Spanish hotline number is 844-468-2020. So it's definitely a fun site to go on to and just kind of get nerdy with the census, look at the census data, and really see how picturing that census self-response rate, really seeing it as the future of our funding for Arizona. This is the future of our representation that we will be receiving. So it's definitely a fun tool to go into. There's definitely other resources that folks can use to keep updated. The Census Bureau website has been very up to date on the self-response. One Arizona also has a really cool tool that they've been using that shows some of the outreach that's been happening across Arizona. And I know that that's been used to see where the work needs to be done and seeing what areas have we focused heavily on to ensure we've done census outreach and then looking into it and seeing where we need to continue to do census outreach. So definitely I'm seeing so many creative ways organizations have been using this digital era that we're really being forced to use to do census advocacy, which has been a really beautiful thing. So really looking forward to having Arizona get to the 100% self-response rate nationally first, uh, I think would be really fun to celebrate. So I'm just going to put it out there. I think you can actually, from a distance of six feet, I think you can still ask somebody whether or not they filled out the census. (laughs) So we would recommend that, right? Yes, definitely. You know, I need to kind of get better at my social media campaigning, but I think it'd be cool if we kind of started a hashtag Arizona census challenge and you post a picture on social media and put that hashtag and then tag five friends to fill out their census and see if we could really get Arizona to that 100% self-response rate. I think that would be really cool. All right. (laughs) Send us your tags and we'll put them in the show notes and we'll make sure they get out. How about that? Awesome. Okay, we've talked about easy, we've talked about quick, but let's talk about something else. It's safe. It's important, it's safe. Exactly. Let's talk about how safe it is and why people should feel safe responding. Yes, so one, it's safe in relation to COVID-19 because you get mailings from the U.S. Census, can respond in the cover and safety of your own home. But even additionally, it's your information is confidential and safe. The census is required by law to not share your information provided through the census to anybody except for the count of residents in this country. The government cannot release that information until something like 75 years after the actual census. So your information is confidential by statute and is protected by law. So folks should feel extremely comfortable with submitting their information through the census. And once you complete the census, the questions are 
really simple. Like I mentioned, there are nine questions that basically count how many people are in your household, their ages, their sex and uh, ethnicity and race as well. So it's simple form, as you mentioned, but the information collected by the census is required by law to remain confidential. Anna Karina, in your outreach and your work with your partners, have you heard feedback from people who say, I don't even trust that? Yes, it's definitely something that we've heard, even just having census trainings. We've heard folks say, is the Census Bureau going to be there? Is that going to affect my immigration status here in this country? And so definitely those questions are a valid concern for a community like here in Arizona. But like David said, your census information, there's strong confidentiality protections that safeguard disclosure and misuse of census data under Title 13 of the U.S. Code. And so what Naleo continued to uh, remind folks is that the census is just a collection of data. We want to know who is living, breathing, eating, sleeping, dreaming inside your home for a long period of time. They don't want to know your social security number. They don't want to know your credit card information. And it doesn't want to know any information other than making sure that you are being counted in your household so that we can identify what that funding looks like for our community. It's absolutely safely protected. Also, the Census Bureau is protected to not give this information out to anybody else. If there's community members who feel that their house, that their landlord might not know the amount of folks living inside the household. Some folks feel frightened to list every single person that's in their household. But this information, again, is strongly confidential, and the Census Bureau will not be sharing this information with anybody. It's solely to ensure a safe and accurate count of our community. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about why it's so important. It's frankly about power. Power is allocated by our federal government through the census, through distribution of resources, as well as distribution of representation. Who are our voices representing us in Congress? In Arizona, we've seen a population boom since the last census in 2010. So we want to ensure that the additional residents here in Arizona are counted, and especially those community members who were undercounted in 2010 and are still active, vibrant, contributing members of our communities. So in 2020, it's important that we accurately reflect the actual population here in Arizona, which, by the way, does include students that are attending one of our in-state institutions but now have their classes canceled. So you can still be counted where you attend university or college. So we want to ensure that those folks are counted as well. Because of the population boom in Arizona, we have our population reflected accurately in the United States Congress. And there is a likelihood based on the trend data of our population that Arizona can see one, if not two additional congressional seats in Congress, which is tremendous for us to ensure that the voices and values of Arizona are reflected in Washington, D.C. In fact, there are already candidates lining up for those seats that don't even exist yet, correct? Based on based on how the census yeah. goes, correct? There is an anticipation, like you said, of at least one or two seats. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about timelines. I keep joking about April 1 being census day because I can't stop. I apologize. But let's talk more about where we've been and then where we go from here in terms of key dates. The census date, it has pushed back to August 14th. So the self-response phase folks have now it went from July 31st and is now to August 14th. So folks have more time to self-response uh, during this time. David, is the plan to have the enumerators get out there at some point when it's safe? Is that the idea? 
That is the idea. The census is simply just delayed its field operations. It's really important that if folks don't complete the census online, by mail, or by phone, that a field operation continues, and it's simply just delayed. We, of course, are still following CDC guidelines and public health practices to ensure that not only the residents that are being counted through the census, but also the incredible census staff that are from our communities, are reflective of our communities, remain safe as well, because we want this to be a strong, healthy, safe process to ensure that all of our voices are heard. The status of the current operations are just delayed, but as we've been mentioning, you can answer the census in the comfort and safety of your home once you get that mail from the U.S. Census and respond for your household. Anna Karina, let's just say that you've struck a nerve with a couple other census nerds out there when you pointed to those maps, and they're fired up, and they want to do something to help. What would you recommend they do? Yeah, definitely. Yes, I'm excited too. Yay. <laughs> um, so I can definitely share those links with you. It's on the Census Bureau's website. I'm pulling it up right now. We can definitely, you know, again, look at your statistics. I think that folks really are drawn to numbers and seeing where we are. So definitely advocating for your community. Hey, you know, folks, we are, this is where we're at in our self-response rate. And then not only that, but it's also about creating solutions. So here's the phone number to call you've received your questionnaire in the mail, make sure you fill it out. If you would rather receive the paper questionnaire, those should be coming to folks' homes within a couple weeks. So definitely there's a lot of advocacy that we could be doing in our communities to make sure that we're having a full and accurate count. And then just as this weird era that we're living in right now, you know, picking up the phone and calling your friend. And I know a lot of us have been reaching out to community and and reaching out to family and friends we haven't spoken to in a while. And just mentioning it, have you filled out the census yet? Can you post it on your Facebook? Can you tag your friends to do the same? I would even recommend, you know, going live yourself if you're comfortable. I had my phone pointing to myself and I just kind of went live and invited folks to join me. And So there's definitely fun and creative ways that we can ensure that our community is being counted right now. And I'll be more than happy to share that link with you so that we can all get nerdy together. Um, (laughs) We'll also be having a chisme census y cafecito. So it's kind of like talking census gossip on Saturdays at 10 a.m. And actually on April 11th, the theme is let's get nerdy. Uh, So we're going to get census nerdy. We're going to look at the self-response rate. I'm going to invite Fred Oaxaca from One Arizona, who's going to show us their awesome self-response map that shows the work that the community has been doing and how and where those gaps are to ensure that we're having everyone self-respond in Arizona so that, hey, let's get Arizona to 100% self-response right before we have a knock on the door, which, you know, we know that this uh, process is going to be extended. And so we want to ensure everybody is counted. And so... Yeah, I'll definitely share that right now. Okay, this state is lucky to have you. Let me just say that. (laughs) Really quickly, if I may, John, go back to add uh, something about the dates that Ana Karina mentioned, that even though the self-response rate has been extended, so people still have until August 14th to self-respond to the census, the census and its partners is so committed to ensuring that the census meets its obligations to deliver the count to the president by the end of this year, December 31st. So even though the self-response time has been extended, 
the field operations have been delayed, there is still a strong commitment to ensure that the count is delivered to the president as is required by December 31st, which is really important because there are so many more decisions and institutions that are impacted by the delivery of the census counts, including the redistricting process that reapportions not only congressional districts, but legislative districts in each of the states, including here in Arizona. So while the self-response rate has been expended and the field operations have been delayed, the census is still on schedule to submit the census count to the president by December 31st. Sounds to me like the only thing missing is everybody's responses. <laughs> that is correct, yes. <laughs> if you have your letter from the census with your household identification to submit in the online form, do it today. All right. Quick response, lightning round question. For the person who's sitting here listening to this today and thinks this is either not important, not safe, or not worth their time, what would you say? David? I think today, especially because of everything that's happening with COVID-19, we have seen the importance and the fact that we're connected as community, whether or not we know our neighbors or not. And it is incumbent upon each of us to do what we can to ensure that our communities are connected, even through social distancing, that we are taking care of each other, both physically and mentally, but also through the strong institutions that make this country strong. I like to say that healthy communities cannot exist without healthy democracies. And healthy democracies, at least in ours, only happen because there's a fair and accurate count through our census that allocates the resources and representation that make up our, our American government and what we as residents and taxpayers contribute to it. Even though the census may seem easy to forget amongst the craziness that's happening in our world, it connects us so much more as a community and as a country. Okay, that was an awesome answer, but it was definitely not a lightning round answer. <laughs> but that's okay. I will lift that requirement for you, Ana Karina. Same question for someone who says, it's not safe, it's not worth my time, I'm not going to do it. What do you say? I say democracy only works when we show up to the table and we make sure that we are counted, that we are raising our voice. That's when we have proper representation. That's when we ensure we have funding for our schools. That's when we ensure every children receives the same and fair and accurate education when they have those resources. Right now, the current health crisis is evidence of the need for accurate data on our population. Public health experts, government officials, the first responders all rely on population data to make these critical decisions. And I believe that we need to understand that this is our power, this is our right. This is where we tell the government, hey, I have this many people living in my household. You need to make sure that you are allocating the proper funding and resources to make sure that our family has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Did you hear the first part of that, David? That was a lightning round response. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what else What else did we not cover that we need to cover? It's safe. It's secure. Your information is going to be strictly confidential. You will ensure that not only yourself, but your neighbor, your community, your streets, your roads 
all those things that we sometimes take for granted will be funded for. So it's definitely so important. Get nerdy. Let's get nerdy. Census nerdy, right? Let's make Arizona be the first to self-response. We're always at the end anyways. Let's be at the first at something, right? Let's be at the first at making sure we are uh, self-responding in the 2020 census and get that 100% self-response here in Arizona. Thank you, Ana Karina, and thank you, David. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your time, your work, and your perspectives on the crucial importance of an accurate, complete census count in Arizona for 2020. Got more questions about exactly how to do all of this? You shouldn't after listening to these great guests, but if you do, check out the links in the show notes, as well as the toll-free phone numbers for English and Spanish respondents. And then, go get counted. It's quick. It's easy. It's totally safe. And it is so important to our state's future. Visit azcensus2020.gov to learn more and respond. That's azcensus2020.gov. That's it for this episode. The takeaways from this dialogue belong at the family dinner table as much as they do in your place of business, in city and town halls, and in the domains of health care and public health. So please, share this episode far and wide. Subscribe to the Vitalist Spark podcast to get notified as soon as new episodes are released and encourage others to come along with you. In the world of podcasts, you can give us your feedback on iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you get podcasts. You can also give us your input the old-fashioned way. Your corrections, complaints, and compliments are all welcomed by emailing us at feedback at vitalisthealth.org. Finally, remember this. With great responsibility comes great power. We'll see you back on the road to well-being soon.